Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic and Happy New Year. We are on the cusp of the new year right now, and I am very excited to be talking about next year with Neil and Alicia Hines from Off the Beaten Path Wedding, dialing in from Billings, Montana. Alicia and Neil, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, good to be here. So Off the Beaten Path Wedding, y'all started this in 2017. What sort of was the impetus of starting this business? Yeah, that's a, it's kind of a, it's a good story. Um, at the time I was whitewater rafting, you were doing non, non-profit. Community organizing. And you needed a little break from that. She came, lived with me on the river, taking clients down through this unique experience on the river. And we're like, you know, like we love this. We love like taking people through this experience. What can we do that, you know, can like, we don't have to beat ourselves up on the river every day. What, what else can we do? I had um, a photography background and with her political organizing, I was like, eh, wedding planning and photography makes a lot of sense. You're taking people through something that's like they've never done before and we can help them with that. And yeah, just kind of looking around. I mean, we'd been dating for some time then and kind of looking at the wedding scene, we didn't really see a lot that reflected us. Um, yeah. And there are so many beautiful places in Montana that we thought like people should be getting married. And right. so that, that was really part of the impetus as well. Yeah. Kind of the, yeah, the reflection of just not really seeing what we wanted in the wedding world. And so we thought we had maybe a unique niche there. Yeah. The wedding industrial complex is interesting. I mean, I've been married for some, for some time now and, um, I remember planning our wedding and all it went into it. We, we got married on a farm in Virginia and there were like sheep there and we were in the barn. And so it's kind of this outdoor different, you know, it's not church and reception hall. You know what I mean? That that's great for some people. And especially if you're where you're from, that might be it. Right. But um, that's really cool that you were able to sort of mix those two. And, and you know, there's, I have a story about the wedding photographer. Anyway, I'll save that one for another time. Um, but so, you know, when when you started planning this, though, um, and that's really cool with river rafting. Uh, we love the river here. And my wife was a guide. Anyway, how do you then like take like to source clients who'd be willing to take that next step? Because, again, like I said, weddings are rather traditional affairs, you know, 90 percent. of them, Right. So how do you make it even more than 10 percent for you all to, to capture that audience? Yeah, it, it felt a little bit like a blind leap. Um, you know, we're like, we just kind of put ourselves out there. So like, we are going to, we're going to do this. We just marketed literally in that direction, outdoor focused weddings. And it's just like fishing. You just wait for the bite. And I think we were both surprised even really early on that people did actually want what we were putting out. We weren't wrong that there were lots of other people out there like us that wanted something different. and. I mean, I think branding goes, it was really important to that. You know, what image do you put out with your logo? What story do you tell about yourself? What, even as you're getting started and maybe doing things that are outside what you want to do, how do you still make that story 
you know, show what you want to be doing and really just like keep pushing in that direction until it continues to align more with what the ultimate goal is of doing kind of, you know, adventurous elopements and weddings. So. Yeah. Speaking of your, let's pause there on the, the logo topic. Cause that's what drew me to, to you all. I, I look at all of the artwork coming through the shop and I'm like, Whoa, that's fun. You know, like just, awesome. yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I see artwork in the thousands on a daily basis. Right. And so, yeah. um, I have a thing that I like, obviously, and I drew, and I like typography and I like really simple monochromatic things just for, for the impact, right? Not busy. So talk about a little bit about designing your logo. Yeah. Um, we, we hired somebody to, um, help design it. Um, it was one of the first things we did. We barely, I don't yeah. even know if we had clients at that point, you no, know, it was like, like, we need a name, we need a brand. <laughs> right. Of um, course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, we, I wanted to just speak to the outdoor population. I just wanted, you know, looking at other brands that, um, do that. Like I think cliff bar was actually one of the brands that I was kind of, when I meet in those meetings, I was like, you know, something like cliff bar, something that is like yeah. that bold. It already speaks to the outdoor population. Like, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Not getting caught up in something that was like overly flowery that you might think of with a wedding brand, but really trying yeah, to just stick that, to that. That's always cursive. Yeah. The weddings are right. always cursive. Yeah. The script is like, cause yeah. I laid out our invitations and I can even remember anyway. Um, so enough about me, um, <laughs> back to like when you were saying too, about the top level nav of, of like your site and your, and your brand, that is, you know, it's elopements, photography and planning. Right. Um, and, um, I presume the planning side was very difficult in the last couple of years and, or it was an opportunity to help people who are like, what are we supposed to do right now to have this wedding? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll let you grab that. Well, and especially early on, one of the reasons that like us being a duo offering planning and photography was so powerful is that the market's like you know, pretty saturated with photographers. Photographers are kind of a dime a dozen. Right. And so it was really important for us as a differentiation factor. Like we brought a lot of people in the door because there weren't very many planners in our area. Um, as we got the business up and growing and established. Yeah. I can add, add something. Yeah. Um, something I learned in photo school was you, as a photographer, you really need to diversify yourself. You, you have to have multiple skills. You can't just be good at the camera because the photographers are the dime doesn't. Um, so that was very important that our company added, had more to it than just photography. Yeah. And then definitely the planning was a challenge through COVID and uh, we may both have a few more gray hairs than we did in 2019. <laughs> um, but it actually, so, you know, we did have clients that were planning bigger weddings that had to postpone and yeah. I had to stay on top of all the local regs and, you know, sneeze guards, yeah, yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then there's the zoomification of, you know, everything, you know, and that's right. not what you're trying to, you're trying to give experiences to people. You know? Well, and a lot of our clients, you know, we do have local Montana couples that we're working with, but a lot of people are coming from out of state for destination weddings. You know, they're from the South, they're from the Midwest. They want to go get married in the mountains. So then that adds a whole nother level of their state restrictions, our state restrictions, travel, all that, you know, yeah. went into that, but it actually, not to say that it wasn't hard through the last few years, but the pandemic was kind of an opportunity for us in a, in another way, because people couldn't have big weddings. 
more and more people were looking to elope. Um, and that and be outside. <laughs> and be outside. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fit right into this, like, this perfect box for these, you know, a COVID wedding, like outdoors, small amount of people. Right. You know, that's like what we were already marketing as. Yeah. And it, it kind of coincided to, um, at the beginning, we were just planning and photography. I'm also now an officiant. And so we were really gearing up to try to push more towards elopements anyway. And so it really, things kind of coalesced in a really beautiful yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. And um, I think that that pushed us in the direction we wanted to go, which is great. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And then of course, with photography, you got the engagement photos and, you know, if you have a really good relationship, you're taking their newborn photos and oh, yeah. you know, Christmas photos, but that's like not the business. That's just the spinoff of it. And, and, you know, fill in the, the gaps. Um, so how, this is so interesting to me because I, again, like weddings are just so um, high pressure, you know what I'm saying? And so how do you, what's like sort of your way, like your signature touch of, especially for the people who are coming from out of state, because they got to find grandma the right place and they got to do this and they got to do that. How, um, like, what is your sort of style to like navigate that? Because I don't want to stereotype brides or grooms, but like both sides and both families, depending on how it all works, there's a lot. It's like, a lot of baggage, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they all yeah. they come with a lot of bags because it's a wedding and the dress, is whatever. <laughs> but like that is like y'all must have like some sort of psychology training or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it we just, you know, when we do these uh what do you, what do we call them? The initial call with our clients, it just they always tell us that we've somehow eased them. Ease their stress on, and they've like we've answered so many questions about their wedding that they feel like, oh, we can do this. This is not going to be difficult at all. If we, right. um, what the actual touch is, I don't know. I think we really try to be, try to be honest and real about things. Right. Um, yeah. Well, because you know the vendors too. It's like that we want this. You're like, well, not so much if we're going to do it yes. this way because like and they're too expensive or they're kind of cheap or whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah, so many yeah. moving parts, whether it's flowers or tables or linens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We No, I think that really is it. You know, we, one with the brand, we tend to attract more down to earth people. And, right, right, right. and then like from the offset, yeah, we just try to be honest. Like the date that you chose is in wildfire season. Just going to let you know so that when oh, you God, get here, you're not, that. You know, yeah. or, or there's going to be a chance of rain. You know, we, we, from the beginning, try not to be overly rosy mm. so that expectations are in the right place. Um, but also I'd say like, we're, we're pretty high touch in terms of, you know, we don't take on so many clients where we can't have a real personal relationship yeah. with everyone. Cause it's just the two of you. It is. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the day of, you know, all this time I've had multiple people tell us, when they show up that it's like, they are, we already feel like friends and it feels like they were working with their best friends. And that to me is what it's all about. That's what I get, you know, the, the meaning of it all to me is, you know, getting that personal relationship with someone and then just seeing them be super happy and um, yeah. have yeah. a great day. So. Yeah. My, my term is um, I never want to cattle herd people. I see a lot of the wedding industry as kind of like a, a rotating door 
Yeah. Just get in, get out. And I never, ever want to do that to any of our clients where it's like, I'm barely giving you time because I got to get to the next place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that, you know, that's probably it as well. We, we really, we treat you like a human being. Right. Cause everything costs more of the wedding too, you know? So that's the other added stress to it. And, and, yeah. um, you know, I, anyway, I, I'm sensitive to that, you know, especially these days, you know, people are, especially people who have tried to do this and then they keep, you know, pushing it back. So I, I just, I hope that this, you know, I mean, I guess we can segue to this really quick too into 22 uh, planning, but like these things are usually booked out pretty far, but there's that uncertainty. Right. And so how do you negotiate being able to like, look at your budget and make sure y'all can keep, keep the boat afloat and then also keep these things on track for people. You know what I mean? Going into 22. Absolutely. Cause right now, um, kind of getting to the nitty gritty venues are booking out as far in advance as you want. You can go three, three, four years down the line and book your venue, but photographers, caterers, planners were like maybe a year out. Mm. So you, you don't really, you know, it's like kind of an interesting world. We're getting all these people who are coming with us, these venues and they're trying to book everything else. And we're like, Oh, we don't want to commit to something that's four years down the line. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that seems like a four years is a long time to plan a wedding. Yeah. And four years might be a little yeah, bit. I'm, I'm, I'm so no, I know, but like, but, but like, no, but, that, but like even two years, years yeah. like even yeah. if you're, oh, well, 2024 June, it's like the what now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a long, like I, I just look at it at least at six to eight months, but I, again, I wouldn't know. Cause I think things have probably changed a lot, you know, like. Well, yeah, there's an interesting kind of, poll that you're talking about where, you know, also people just went through the busiest season of their entire lives. 2021, because of kind of the, you know, the snaking effect that happened in 2020, 2021 was nuts. Yeah. So you've got a lot of people who were kind of on the edge of burnout who were yeah. like, not on the I edge. I've gone through the, it three, yeah, three yeah. times. I'm on my third <laughs> burnout right now. Yeah, we, and we so, definitely overbooked ourselves. And yeah. so they, you know, um, in terms of the planning side, a lot of people would just kind of shut down after the season was over. They didn't want to take new bookings. They didn't want to talk about inquiries for the next year. But the next season is but the next season's coming you mean up. Like, so September, like September-ish is when things kind of slow down. Yeah. Like October or whatever. October. Yeah, and yeah, so, October. you know, your florists, your dessert people, they don't, you know, we've got clients for next year, but a lot of the other, you know, associated vendors don't want to book things yet. And so it's been a really interesting kind of tug of war for people huh. because some things are completely booked out already and some things won't even book. (laughs) So you're trying to help negotiate that. And just, I think part of my job is to help our clients understand the lay of the land and like, yep, that's true for here, but this is the case over here and, and just give them a sense of the landscape. But yeah, it also helps that our business focuses on these, you know, these outdoor weddings that don't actually involve a venue. Um, right. We do a lot of weddings on just BLM or national forest land. You don't, you don't need permits. Um, there might be a limitation on how big your group can get, but we do, I feel like that's a kind of a, our lifesaver. Yeah. 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 You, it's like, we don't have a church and there's not something at four o'clock, you know, yeah. where you're yeah. like just doing this. That's the worst part about like these things where it's like, like this, you're like, dude, it's just a party. Come on. You know what I mean? like, yeah, absolutely. We're just here to hang out. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it also has helped with the affordability too. I think. Yeah. We save we, people like $10,000 sometimes. We really pride ourselves on trying to help people have 
an affordable wedding too. You shouldn't have to choose between your wedding and buying a house. Like, and it's not a, that's a no brainer. Right. But like, yeah. but here we are people, but, yet, this, but, yet. And, but yet, yeah. You know, the amounts that you $50,000 later, it's like, that was your down payment guys. Yep. You're mortgaging your future. But if we can um, help them have the ceremony on, you know, national forest land and then go back and have just a nice catered dinner at an Airbnb, you know, that's a whole different that's price cool. range that we're talking about than any kind of venue that you might be looking at. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't even think about like just doing an Airbnb. Um, so engagements are like uh, this trend. I thankfully <laughs> was, was behind this trend when I got engaged in Mary, but like the, the to do that happens with the staging of these engagements and the photos, uh, Neil, I don't know if you're taking the pictures or helping all the, how to do the reveal, but like that to me as, as someone who had to go through that is so stressful to begin with, but then how do you help like stage and capture these? Cause clearly these are a very big deal for folks, uh, in the age of social media, Instagram and all that stuff, you know, like what, what kind of work does that entail for you all? And when you mean engagements, are you talking about the wedding itself? No, the physical, like, will you marry me? Well, we actually haven't done any of those. Um, Oh, really? Oh, the pictures on the site kind of look like that. So that's maybe those are just like the elopements or something. But like you you haven't had to do that, I guess, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. I haven't had to, um, besides myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right. Of course. We've we've talked with some couples about it, though. A lot of times it's just like location hasn't worked out. But yeah. And we've kind of deemed it not really worth our time yeah, as well. It just seems so inauthentic to me sometimes, so staged. And sometimes you do it after the fact, like, oh, we're engaged, but let's just do this. It's like, cool, it's like a nice photo, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little cynical, but I just. No, I'm, I'm it's right. It's like on, my I'm, least favorite trend within the whole space. I I'm, I'm right there with you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe because I wasn't very good at it anyway, whatever. But like. So, but then there's elopement, which is effectively, it's just like a, a one-off wedding, you know, and it's just whoever can even be there, you know? So that's just like shooting a wedding, right? Effectively. Yeah. Easy, yeah. 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 Like just make sure you get all the, the stills that you need to have. Um, uh, and we have spots. We have, you know, tons of spots. We use the um, Beartooth Mountains, which is right outside of uh, Billings. Right. And we just, we know those mountains. I grew up in those mountains. So I... You know, that's this is like we got the sunset spot. This is where we're going to do it. I know exactly how the sun's going to hit this mountain. Yeah, that's cool. Because some of these are obviously terrific photos. Uh, Folks who are listening, it's off the beaten path. Wedding dot com is the site, by the way, just in case Um, I didn't mention that. Um, So we've covered like a lot of the the major stuff, but especially when you're talking about getting your audience and trying to market um, what, you know, what are the 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 ways you do that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's probably the same as a lot of businesses, but, uh, on our website, we try to blog, um, some of the, the weddings that we really or elopements that we really want to put out to the world in terms of what we do and, and the experiences that we offer, um, as well as Instagram, um, both of those things. I wish I could do a lot more than I do. Um, but I think there's a good balance that you have to strike between being present in life and, and doing those kinds of things. Um, but with, with both of those, um, I wouldn't say that I'm a marketing expert in, in any sense, but, um, SEO and Instagram tags have both been really effective for us. I'm, I'm almost amazed with the infrequency of my posting, 
how well Instagram has done for us in terms of, you know, partially, I think Montana maybe isn't as saturated of, of a market as say like Joshua tree or Yosemite, where if I was tagging, like tagging Yosemite elopement, I might get lost yeah. in the noise, totally. but Montana elopement photographer, like people are going to that and we're in that feed enough that we we actually get a good amount of leads that say and, they come from Instagram. And the majority of uh, the elopement photographers operating in Montana are working out of the national parks. Um, out of Glacier. Out of, mostly out of Glacier National Which Park. is very far away from everything. From, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like nine hours from us. Yeah. We're in the same state. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, Mont- I've driven across Montana. There's no speed limit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so you have, so you have this, you're almost like a, it's, so you have the natural isolation, which helps in reducing the pool that you're competing against. Um, yeah. Instagram being one, and that, that's no surprise. I, actually, pretty much everyone for the last couple of years I've talked to Instagram is for small businesses is like the most powerful. Facebook has sort of fallen off. You, you know what I mean? It's just so much noise. Yeah. The advertising is, and unless you're doing like a consumer package good or you have inventory, it's really hard to like advertise. It's like, get a deal on sunglasses. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. that that's not what you're doing. You know, that right. we, even we, no. even we can't, we can't do that even as, as effectively, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Sales just don't work like on that platform. So right. Instagram, and then do you, I mean, are you doing much with the like actual digital advertising like instagram ads themselves like you pay for them or, no, or no, google google ads no oh, wow and that's what is kind of incredible to me like i, I know purely I, organic is what's really organic wow. the only things that we pay for is there's there's like a yelp for weddings yeah right the not, wedding of course. Wire the not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and i think that that you know doing that though it's expensive was helpful for us in terms of backlinking yeah um because we get really good organic traffic on google as well which also to me is kind of incredible, but you know, if you Google Montana elopements or Montana elopement photographer, we come up. And so, uh, when people are looking for what we're offering, they're able to find us, which is yeah, great. Yeah. Like the, they're finding what they want without having to work too hard is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And for us too, without having to, to, well, right. And then conversely, for it, you know, and you're, you're not like, I have a $10,000 a month Google AdWords budget. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. not, no, you're, yeah. no, I'm not me. I'm just saying, if you were yeah. to say yeah. that, that right. you're like, Oh wow, that sounds nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but ours is in the millions, but like, so, but like, it's, it's more like how you reach those customers. And then I, I wonder too, um, do people like just like hit you up with DMs and then like you take the conversation from there or is it just they, they're Googling and then they email you or call you? Um, mostly through our website, you know, the, okay. just the contact yeah. form. And that, that's how um, we get the helpful analytics on how they found us. Um, right. But right. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's mostly through through the website and we I think some the other through thing, Instagram. Every yeah, now and then. So we DMs. get the DMs through Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. just it's always interesting to me when like because a lot of times they fall off to it. I'm like, I guess it worked out. You know, I'm always looking for new stories and customers. So yeah. I'm always very fascinated to like hear how people capture the lead and then convert the lead to so then you're like, you know, you know, Brian and Lindsay just had the best wedding, you know, and like, but it was because of how they got there. And again, your brand off the beaten path, like you're not going for this luxury, you know, destination. Montana's has luxury, of course, but like what you're saying is like, you're trying to give them this authentic experience that you can 
guide them through. You know, you right. know what I mean? So and we've definitely had high end clients and and given people you know more luxury experiences on. Uh, the other big part of our market is private land. Like, I mean, um, private yeah. residences, like, like ranch oh, wow. weddings, ranch weddings. Cool. Um, so we've we've definitely done more high end events, but I really think like if people search are searching whether it's Instagram or just Google, seeing our name, like if we were called Neil Hines Photography, yeah, we wouldn't get the no no offense Neil no offense yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're no, great the camera that's not it though right it's like the brand again it, it jumped off the screen I've got a thousand sticker designs and I'm like oh that's fun you know what I mean? yeah yeah but I think you know in the world of photographers so many people are just their name and that's cool you know it, it's a personal brand which so he does other, you know, personal photography. And sometimes that's like, man, I wish Neil Hines photography was more of like the brand name for you to be able to do more things, but, but uh, for, our so business, yeah, <laughs> for our business, yeah, for our business. Well, and it's, like, and it turns into the life. family thing too. Like I said, like it goes from, from the engagement elopement photo, the wedding photo, whatever to the, the newborns, if they want to do that. And if you want to do it, you know, babies are really problematic. Don't get, I have three of them um, <laughs> and taking their pictures just, awful sometimes <laughs> but it's also fun but you get to see their families especially if they're local yeah. I mean, or maybe they come back every year for their anniversary and you're like yeah. hey can we do a family photo it's like yeah, absolutely sure. yeah, yeah well, and I mean, we, we've got a handful of clients that we have that relationship with and it it feels uh less like a transactional relationship and more of like we're friends yeah yeah that's yeah cool. we're just providing this service for them that's fantastic so yes after the last couple of years and 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 making it all work. I mean, like I said, I, I hope this is an amazing season, but what are you kind of looking for? Like, and what kind of trends, you know, we saw outdoor weddings. There's probably like a lot of non-contact, whatever that stuff is kind of moving to the past, but what are some of the things to really make sure everything can go off in 2022? Like what have you done or learned that you're putting into play? You know what I'm saying? Uh, probably just not overbooking ourselves really. Um, kind of keeping it to basically one wedding a week and giving them our full attention. Okay. So that way we can get that, you know, that great review at the end of it. Mm. And I want to say, it almost feels like the review that we get at the end of our weddings tends to be our, probably the best thing that can happen. Mm. Uh, that really, because when people read our reviews, that's what sells them. Right. Yeah. I think also, you know, now this is going to be our fifth season. Mm. Um, and for me, it's been, we, we've learned what to say no to, mm -hmm. um, which I think is, he'll be the first to say, I'm, I know is I, I'm a yes person to people to try to, you know, it's what makes them happy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we can do that. We can yeah. try to do that. We yeah. might but, not be able to do that. <laughs> um, get someone who's like, oh, I want to get married in Glacier. And then I want to get, you know, have all my family there. And I'm going to get in a car and go straight to my honeymoon. Like, I'm not doing that. Cause then we're just like left with your family. <laughs> to you know you have to get them really out of what's the name of the town there lodge or what like a lot uh, whitefish or whitefish is one of them yeah um anyway but, yeah it's know, very far away <laughs> yeah but the, so you know we we have one last wedding in glacier this year but but basically i've started saying no to that because it's too far away and we'll it, tell it, them why yeah i'll tell them because when you're in glacier national park you're in a car and you're going to be pulled off the side of the highway with five other brides and grooms. Mm. And it's not, it's just not a very personal experience. No. And then also on the more practical side, um, 
we, we give people kind of a, a rain delay day. Like mm. we, we want to give people the flexibility that if the day that you chose is really like the worst day ever in terms of weather, <laughs> let's do it tomorrow, you know, and, and get you that beautiful day in the mountains. If we've if, traveled if we 10 hours yeah. and yeah. we're up there, we can't really do that as easily. Plus you have a permit for your ceremony time and all that kind of right. jazz. And so, um, and then we have been able to promote our area of Montana enough that now we have yeah. enough people coming to us wanting that. And so why drive halfway yeah, <laughs> across the country? We literally have the tallest mountains in the state just an hour away from us. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, you actually, speaking of destinations, I, do you have much of a relationship like with your tourism local CVB board or anything like that? Or is there like, cause that is sort of a natural marketing play. You know what I mean? It is. I think um, there's not much of it in the, the Beartooth mountains for like, right. you know, our, our little mountain town is Red Lodge and right. we're, um, yeah. we're really into the community there with a yeah. lot of the businesses and they help promote us. Nice. Yeah. yeah so sort of is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah Informally. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cause you want to make sure, cause they might be on their trip. Oh, we went through a trip and Oh, maybe we should marry her. How do we do this? And they're like at the coffee shop, you know, it's like, Oh, well actually, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, that word. Of and we have been able to build that kind of a network with, you know, there's the one bakery cake shop, the one private caterer, the one florist. And so um, making that team really strong and, and having great relationships with them has been really beautiful. So that's awesome. Um, well, you all good luck in that upcoming season. Um, looking forward to uh, tracking all the beautiful marriages that you can help create this next year. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um. So folks, thank you for tuning in. As always, it's my pleasure to be Andrew. We say on the show, of course, every sticker has a story. Today's story comes out of Billings, Montana, off the beaten path wedding. Very cool little mountain and script around the top or a uh, uh, text around the top. And it jumped off the page. So uh, there it is right there on the screen. You can't see it. It'll be on the, it'll be on the page if you want to check it out, if you're just listening. But I, I, I like the the W really spoke to me. It's a very Western kind of looking mm -hmm. rope lariat thing. Yes, it, all, rope. it all just worked for me, I can say. Um, so, uh, Neil and Alicia, thank you very much. Happy New Year. Best of luck. All the prosperity out there. And same to everybody uh, tuning in here in January for Stickers on the Mic. Uh, we are looking forward to having a great season and sharing amazing stories. So, be well, everybody. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.